Welcome back to Let's Talk Tiny Houses. I'm Christine and I'm here with Kim Connolly, our Atha president and the founder of Tiny Habitat Homes. How are you going, Kim? It's been a pretty amazing weekend. It's been absolutely full on, but so, so energizing and also so wonderful. Yeah. So, um, carnival's over. The Everyone's sort of left home, left to go home. All these ideas running through their mind with so much, um, so many tinies to look at, so many different tinies, so much information on the main stage. You had done some talks on the main stage as well and then some Q&As. So how did you find that? I, I was a teacher for 26 years, a high school teacher, so I have this affliction that the more nervous I get, the more jokes I make. <laughs> so I suppose... And it, it's fun. It's fun to be up there on stage, and it's fun to be talking about um, about the funny stories, like the fact that you know this is the only tiny houses are the only thing that my husband and I have ever had marriage counseling over, or you know the first time I drove the first trailer and looked out my window while I was driving, and there's the trailer beside the car, like that type of thing. So you know I, those stories make it a lot more human. If we're just talking about 4.3 meters high, 2.5. We're not talking about the fact that in the beginning I didn't know where to put the weight and my t- my first tiny house would fishtail when I was driving it and that's terrifying. So I think it's really important for people to hear the realities of tiny houses and how that if you get things wrong, this is a proper house. Like if, if you get things wrong and you're on the road, you know, you could kill someone or kill yourself. So by having the weight in the front, it made it much easier to drive. Now being an Atha member, I now know that. In, in the beginning when I wasn't an Atha member I didn't I did many many hours of research myself that Atha members could easily have answered for me in just a second that's been one of the um, take-home messages too we've been over at the Atha tent and so many people have been coming over getting brochures asking questions and really letting them know that it is a one-stop shop for all the information all the assistance and support that you need to go on your tiny journey and we were speaking with Rick before and yeah and he was saying that that's the main thing we want everyone to be involved but doing it safely yeah and it's been funny for me because as a builder of tiny houses I'm talking from my company point of view but I've also been able to say to people because I'm the president of Atha it's more than just we want you to buy a tiny house. I'm happy for people to call me and ask me questions whether they're going to buy from me or not buy from me because I'm the movement. I'm about the movement and I'm about getting these legitimized whether I sell a tiny house or not. I really want tiny houses to be to be allowed to be the answer to the affordable housing situations that we have and also as another income stream so that our enormous levels of debt that our, our record levels of debt that we have, have a, we have an option for helping people to deal with that. You know, so many people have a, a, a really high mortgage, they've got a student loan, and you know, if they had a tiny house in their backyard, why is it bad for them to make some money off of, re- of renting a tiny house to someone? I think they're not only an answer for affordable housing, they're an answer for difficult finances these days. And it goes to show with all the displays here and all the talks that it is a diverse movement. You don't have to, you can't not be involved in the movement because you don't want to live in a tiny. You can be involved in the movement so many different avenues. And that's a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's such a community vibe here. 
So, yeah, so. I don't know what it is about tiny houses, but there's such a passion. I, you know, I live in an enormous house, and when I get really sick of my big, big life, I daydream about being in a tiny house. Like, you know, my tiny house could fit in my closet. Like, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes I look at my life and think, oh my goodness. But, but I, I think that's the thing for a lot of people, even if they never intend on living in a tiny house, there's something about a simpler life and about a life where instead of cleaning your house or pay, working to pay for your house, you're out there experiencing life. And I think that is one of the reasons that tiny houses have really hit a chord with people whether they're going to live in them or not. Totally agree. So um, you've done two talks on the main stage over the weekend. One was how tiny houses are impacting the community in a positive way. And the other is, uh, is it a fad or a fact? <laughs> so um, how, how did everyone respond to those talks? Well, it's so funny because when I first started on the first morning, I thought 10 o'clock, first, first up, you know, we'll get maybe five people in there. And they just kept coming and kept coming. And then it was standing room only. And it's like, whoa. But, you know, because I'm so passionate about tiny houses, I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face. So for me, it's it's something that I love speaking about anyhow. And if I can help to make to move the movement forward, then I'm happy to, I do talks all the time in my area, trying to get people who are have got blocks of land to allow us to put tiny houses on them. So, so I'm moving the movement forward every time I'm speaking publicly. So for me, it was just a, a bigger audience and you know, I could make a few jokes and have a few laughs and, and have fun up there. And you're you're here with um, your original tiny build with tiny habitat homes, and you've been manning the the doors the entire weekends, which has been great. So, what are some common questions people are coming up and asking you? Well, when there were when my PA James was inside talking to people, I was often outside standing on the deck talking to the people in my lineup and the lineup next to me, and and saying to them. As president of Atha, I can answer your questions about where can a tiny house go? What's legal to have? Can I have five tiny houses on an empty block, which no, you can't. And this, that's the biggest question. Where can I put a tiny house legally? So I've, I've been answering that question throughout both of the days constantly. So I, I'll do it to a group of a whole bunch of people in the lineup or in the, in the tiny house itself. So, um, that's the biggest question. And you've you've um, gathered a backlog of clients who are wanting to get you to build for them. Yes, yes, we've got quite a few people who want to talk, and um, and the I've the nice feedback I've had about my house, and I've had this from people who know, like people. I, I just was talking to an architect 15 minutes ago, and she was saying your finishes are phenomenal and that's the that's the feedback I'm getting about about my tiny house because my my tiny house are built by builders and also my husband's a builder in behind me I couldn't do anything but something that was just like a normal build so our houses are really structurally sound and you know even though we've got people going in and up the stairs constantly there's not a lot of movement in the house it feels really solid and the finish on everything is, is really beautiful. So 
it's nice to have that feedback from people who know. You know, when it's somebody in the construction industry who says that, you it makes you feel really good. And it is. It looks so cute, so gorgeous as well. Um, nice and modern, which is the feel a lot of people are going for. They want modern looks, and they're everyone's lining up for quite a long time. The lines have been huge, haven't they? Even when it was raining this morning, they were still lining up. They want to get in there. Um, so, with Atha, uh, when you've been over at the Atha tent, have you had lots of people coming up to you wanting to join up and asking, "How do I join?" Uh, well, I haven't been at the Atha tent much because anytime I've gone away from either the main stage or here, people caught me on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only made it to the Atha tent, I think, three times in the last two days, and it was only to say hello and, and see how everybody was. But um, I saw a few members being signed up, and I, because I've been standing from my balcony of the tiny house saying, as the president of Atha, if you really want all of these questions answered, Atha has all these members, town planners, um, DIY builders, qualified builders, um, structural engineers. So I keep saying my experience of all the research I did, and if I had known that there was somewhere that I could go that would answer all of those questions in a community way, because when you're first building tiny houses, you don't feel like you can ask another builder, what did you do? Although, what I've found with the builders here is everybody's open. You know, we're Yes, we're sort of all in competition, but there's enough building to go around. So the way I look at it is, like I keep talking about the two that are next to me because he's done a really amazing thing. He's not only done a wide load, but he's also done it extra tall. And I really think that's innovative. And I never actually thought if you go wide and you get an oversized um, permit, you could also go oversized in height. And I just, I keep saying to everybody, it's an amazing idea. You know, I don't have a problem sending people who want a big tiny house over to my neighbor. So I think it's kind of nice that there's a real community feeling about the tiny house builders. They don't, they're not saying this is my information and I'm keeping it. Whereas in the beginning, I didn't know that. So that's why I did all my own research. If I had known that I could go to Atha and talk to other builders, um, I would have saved myself hours of time. Exactly. The carnival has exceeded everyone's expectations in how many tinies are here and how many attendees have arrived at the festival. What do you think is going to be the big take home from for the carnival organizers on the success of the carnival? Well, I had one person make a complaint and I thought it was a valid complaint and she said to me, you've got people standing inside the tiny house speaking for 10 minutes and she said, and I was standing out behind the tiny house speaking to some people and she said, there's people who want to speak should come out and speak to you outside and let the people continue to flow through. Now the way my first tiny house is designed, I have a door at the front and a door at the back. And the reason I did that was so that people could come in the tiny house, go up into the loft and then go out the back door, just for exactly that flow reason. But even with that flow, people were still waiting quite a long time. And um, I thought that was a very valid point and I thought if I were to do it again, I would try to encourage people to come out and ask questions outside the tiny house, which would therefore allow the flow to go through. So that's the only thing for myself as a tiny house exhibitor. Um, from the point of view of the, the overall um, organization, look, there's nothing we can do about the rain, um, and it wasn't too bad. Um, I can't really think of anything that I would really change. I think um, it went really well. Uh, it did go really well. I'm actually thinking that... Prob 
probably this could be done twice a year. I think there's so much interest in it that twice a year they would easily get the same and more attendees and it's really servicing that market and with the interest from Channel 9 was here yesterday and it was all over the news so the more people know about oh let's go along and get to it um kind of like the home shows and everything yeah you know three houses was Channel 9 the one um morning show or something? Yes. So there were three houses that were shown in that and my house was shown twice. Ah. I was so, I was watching it last night on, on, um, on YouTube somewhere or so, I don't even know how I got it, but I was watching it and I was, my PA and I were yelling, oh, there's our house, there's our house. Ah, congratulations. Ah, they must have really loved it. And we, we weren't even in it. It was just the house, but I thought, oh, wow, that's so cool. That is fantastic. So um, everyone's sort of gone up to Ather, and Ather's the only exhibit here that is kind of that um, one-stop shop for all the information for people who are interested in the tiny movement in any sort of aspect. Um, Do you think there's going to be a big spike in memberships after this carnival? I hope so, because I've been talking it up over the whole two days constantly and constantly saying you know it's only $50 a year and the wealth of information that you'll get and also by me talking to people about what my mistakes were it really helps people to see that oh I never even thought about the weight distribution you know that and those kinds of things are really important so I think it's um, that really will help people to realize that there is a resource out there you know I would have joined out there instantly if I had known that I joined it when I heard about it so by getting the information out there constantly, um, it's hopefully, I, I'm sure we're going to get lots more members. And it's also great, like when I joined last year, I really felt like I was not just joining an organization that gave some legitimacy to everything and a one-stop shop like we've been saying but I felt like I was contributing to keep that going. You know, you're part of that. You, so you're getting something from it, but you're also adding to it yes. as well. So that's a really nice, um, a nice take home too. And I think you know by being a member in Atha, like you said, it's not all take; it's give and take. But also, you can kind of feel like we're making the world a better place. Because even if even if people are just tiny house enthusiasts, that momentum will help us to get tiny houses legitimized. So people saying, "I love tiny houses." helps when a, a council worker like my husband used to say to people when we'd be talking to people he'd say oh yeah Kim builds tiny houses and the, and the men would say why don't because I was specializing in older single women and the men would say why don't they just live in a caravan and my husband would say I know that's what I used to say think but then he'd say but that doesn't work women don't want to just live in a caravan they want to live in a home and these tiny houses our home because of the tall city. And it was so funny, even though we had marriage counseling over tiny houses, here he was advocating because he finally got it. Mm. So, you know, I think anytime we can get the information out there, then when other people will talk about tiny houses for us, then people who would turn around and say, well, just let them live in a caravan, you know, like let them eat cake, mm. let them live in a caravan, there'll be other enthusiasts who can say, well, no, that's just not good enough. That's just not. Um, the, the, the home that some people want. And I've walked past um, a few parents with their children. So they look round about late teens, early 20s, and the kids are really, I want to get one of these. And you can tell the conversation. They've brought their parents here to show them this isn't a far-fetched idea. Look how, look 
how great they are. It's actually an investment. It's a wise investment for me. And questions that the parents have been saying, actually, yes, well, that is a very good one. Or you wouldn't want to go much smaller than that one, would you? So it's really um, and a, a big um, turnout for families as well. So it, it has been... Uh, a diverse group of people and just listening to the little conversations around has been really interesting so um, Arthur has some really exciting things coming up in the next couple of months and in the next few weeks there's a release of some pretty important documentation would you like to give us a a scoop on it (laughs) so next week we're looking at next week um uh, sending out a template to every council in Australia. And the template is so that councils have a document that they can use when they're trying to work out tiny houses. So the document has been put together by our town planner members, by our structural engineer members, by our builder members, our DIY. All, members have put in input from all walks of life. And it's basically a tool so that every council can use their own state laws and take what they want out of the template and add in their own things. So they can take things out, put things in. Because some councils have no idea what is the, what a tiny house even is. So what constitutes a tiny house? Why aren't they just on the ground? Why are they on wheels? Why is it important to have them on wheels? And by having this template, we're also trying to give councils an idea on what a good tiny house is. Because in the in, in the sector, we want um, to have a quality product that is not going to fall off its wheels and kill someone on the road. So that's why we're trying to help to set standards and give councils an idea now that we have that many diverse members and we've got experience and got experienced builders we can say well you know if you get a trailer and you and the weight isn't correctly distributed then you're going to end up fishtailing on the road so that kind of thing we want to be able to give councils a head up because look you're not going to get one person on every council has built their own tiny house so we're giving them guidelines and saying this works and this doesn't work and the two main areas are the height of the stairs and the um the the height of the roof in the bathroom or underneath the loft so those are two areas that we're looking for exemptions on because you if we have the correct footfall on the stairs the stairs are going to have to be longer than our houses (laughs) and you don't necessarily need um 2.1, 2.1, I think it is, 2.1 meters high in the bathroom underneath the loft. If if someone like myself, who's 161 tall, and the tiny house is for me, I don't need all of that room between my head and the loft. So if we can bring it back down to 1.9, things like that. So um, this template, I think, is going to go a long way to changing the way councils look at tiny houses and give them a little bit of guidance. Um, so what are the next steps for, for you from here? What are your big take-homes from it and what's really inspired you for the carnival that you're like, as oh, soon as I get back to Coffs, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm looking at um, a couple of possible builds coming out of this weekend. Um, I'm also looking at collaborating. I've had a number of people approach me and ask me to collaborate with them on certain things. Like one woman was... Um, an architect and she's putting in for a grant and she was saying maybe we could collaborate on that. Um, another man is doing a not-for-profit and he wanted to collaborate on working for, um, he was saying it was a life journey that he was having and he's, he's working towards helping people in a way and he would like me to mentor him, things like that. 
Um, obviously, I want to build more tiny houses. I have a prototype and a, and a really good idea with the walkway and the loft that I'd love to build. Um, and um, just, I've really been hardened by the movement. I am, have been pushing tiny houses as an answer, excuse me, to financial problems and to affordable housing issues. And it's so good to see that this movement has a momentum of its own. Like, I don't feel like I'm out there and I'm the only one pushing tiny houses when in actuality they're not a good idea. I feel like so many people are starting to see that this is a fantastic idea. And by having so many people at this carnival, what it's saying to the government is, this is not a fad, this is not going away. And I've been saying that all along, but now I have the proof. <laughs> exactly. So, was there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to add? Uh, I would like to thank Big Tiny because um, at Atha we collaborated, but they did the um, they did the grunt work. They they did all of the organizing and all of the lo logistics. They got all of the tiny houses here, and I really would like to thank them because it was not an easy job. And also the Atha members that have all worked on this. I'd like to thank all of the Atha members too because. It, we're a volunteer organization and we're only as good as the number of hours and the, the care and the, the effort that goes into the association. So I'm, I'm incredibly privileged to be the ATHA president. I'm so proud of the association that I belong to. Oh, that's great. Well, Patty and I would like to say a big thank you to yourself and Fern has been such a big help getting this organised and letting Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast come on and support Atha through the carnival this weekend. We've really enjoyed it and more collaborations in the future would be yeah. fantastic. So it's been, we've had a great weekend and seeing all the tinies, like we can't wait for the, the next carnival. Yes. And from the Atha point of view, we'd really like to thank you both very, oh. very much because you're doing a service. Again, you're part of the movement. You're part of the voices that are making this movement happen. And I think, you know, that's the, the we have to make it happen. So you're doing something very constructive, both of you. And by going around and being being the ears and the eyes while we're busy being the, you know, the organizers and the, the builders and all of those things, you've been able to see things and to put things in perspective. So thank you very, very much, both of you. Oh, Patty and Christine, it's been fantastic. Oh, thank you, Kim. Big weekend, all done. Yeah. We can all have a little rest, some sleep. <laughs> And some food. And some food. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Kim. We'll sign off now. And um, till next time, everybody.